Hey mamas, I want to share with you a really beautiful and touching podcast that I recently discovered. It is called Thank You Mama. It's hosted by Anna Titer, and she interviews moms all over the world from different countries and different backgrounds, and they talk about the lessons that they've learned from their mamas. I thought it was such a cool thing to tie in to our podcast and, you know, think about you as a mom and going back to your mom and then their mom and all of the lessons that we learn from these beautiful women. The stories are really touching and we can also learn so many lessons from them. I'll put the link to her podcast in the show notes, but go check it out. I think it really will make you smile. And she's got such a beautiful voice. She has quite the background, quite the story, and so does her mama. Go check it out. I think you'll enjoy. (laughs) This is Jess, and you're listening to The Pumping Podcast, July 1st. My goodness. I don't know about you, but I cannot believe that we are um, in the summer. We're in July. We are here. We've made it. And what a crazy few months this has been. Before I go any further, I want to say, as I did in my previous episode, that here at the Pumping Podcast, we stand with Black Lives Matter and the BIPOC community everywhere. There's been so many challenges and hate that's come about, but you know, There's also been some really amazing, beautiful, and inspiring movements that have come about. And while it's a really scary time to be alive, honestly, I'm really proud at this moment to be experiencing this time in history. With that being said, I was thinking ahead to this week as we approach the 4th of July, a day of independence a day of birth for the United States of America as an independent nation. But yet, so many people in our America do not feel like they have independence and strength and do not feel welcome. I was thinking too about, I have no idea what this week is gonna look like. I don't know if we're gonna have fireworks anywhere. There aren't gonna be huge barbecues and gatherings of people to celebrate Maybe there will be. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but I just think it's going to look different. And I think it might be a holiday to remember. I also was just thinking I wanted to share, and you all might have seen this, but there is a poem that's been going around called What If 2020 Isn't Cancelled? And it's by Leslie Dwight. I'll end up putting it up this week on Instagram, but I encourage you to look it up because it's talking about that idea of change and how the unknown is really scary, but what if it's all for the best? What if we have to go through this rain and these, not only rain, these monsoons, this thunderstorm, these hurricanes, these tornadoes that I feel like we've been in the midst of in order to find the rainbows and the hope. So I encourage you to look up that poem. This week, in order to honor those who do fight for our country, I wanted to interview a military mom. I respect military moms and dads and partners everywhere because, man oh man, that is just not an easy thing. And for so many reasons, it can be 
really, really challenging and disheartening. Whether we agree that war is a good thing or a bad thing at the end of the day, those are people of strength, and so are their families. So this week I wanted to bring you an interview with Monica Arce. She is actually a cousin-in-law of mine. Her husband, Oscarito, is in the military, and they are originally from Puerto Rico, and they had to join the military because of the economic challenges that came about after Hurricane Maria. And I won't even get into the details about how Puerto Rico is really not treated fairly, but that's a whole nother conversation. But this family was uprooted from Puerto Rico to Alaska in order for them to join the military. And her story is one of strength, especially not only being transported out of her home and away from her family, but also learning a new language. And so I am trying to learn a new language and learn Spanish as best I can. So we spoke a little bit of Spanglish in this episode. Before I introduce her, I just want to say a huge thanks to all of the military persons of our country and their families. Thank you for your strength, your dedication, and I honor and respect you. So here's Monica. I'm so excited to be speaking with a family member. Today I'm chatting with Monica Arce. She's technically a cousin-in-law, but we'll just call her a cousin for now. Today we're going to be speaking a little bit of Spanglish. So hoy vamos a hablar Spanglish. <laughs> welcome, welcome, Monica. Thank you. Thank you very much, beautiful. Um, um, for the people that doesn't know me, um, my name is Monica Arce again. Uh, I used to be a teacher, a theater teacher in Puerto Rico for like for six years and an ESL teacher at elementary schools. And um, right now I have a master's degree of leadership school, but I am not working right now in that because um, here in Alaska, um, they have some regulations and I'm supposed to have some certification that I don't have from the state. I only have my certification from Puerto Rico, so I am not working right now about what I'm studying. So. Yeah. And Monica's husband, an amazing man, his name is Oscarito, and mm -hmm. he joined the military only recently, right? Yes, since two, Do, like dos años, two, three, sí. yes, two, three years ago. Mm -hmm. sí. And ella es de Puerto Rico, she's from Puerto Rico, um, pero ahora ella vive in Alaska porque mm -hmm. Oscarito and the military. Yes. First of all, I want to dive back and go back in time a little bit, but I just need to know right off the bat, how did you go from Puerto Rico with 90 degrees sunny <laughs> island to Alaska? Oh my God. I, I can tell you that it's, it was very difficult for me and my family to adapt, especially about the weather. Not because summer. Right now, summer, it looks like Puerto Rico is pretty hot in here. But when winter comes, I can tell you that the cold is so, so strong that my <laughs> nose can have blood in it. Okay? Yes. Yes, it's so cold. You, can, you, you have to go outside like with three or two layers or more. And that the boots, it has to be like for 
50, not negative 50 degree. Yes. Because if not, your toes can be, you know, freeze. Frozen, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be frozen. <laughs> so about... um about mm, five or six, cinco or seis años ago, I was on a tour in Beauty and the Beast and we played in Alaska and I spent three weeks there, essentially living there. And let me tell you, I feel your pain because I think we were there in either January or February. And yeah, you didn't go outside without wearing four or five layers of clothing or those little like heating pads that you'd stick in your gloves mm-hmm. or your shoes or something. So yes. I, I, I'll never forget whenever my husband told me that you guys were going to be taking off to Alaska, <laughs> I was thinking out of all places for these Puerto Ricans to go. My goodness. No, it was it was very very difficult, especially for my son, because my son usually likes to be outside all the time. And when we came here, um, he's supposed to stay inside the house because of the weather, and it was so difficult for me, for him. Sorry, for him, and especially for the school, when he has to put on the coat and zip on. on yes. It was difficult to adapt him how to do those skills because he doesn't have those right. skills in he Puerto Rico. Had those <laughs> things you wouldn't even think of. Mm-hmm. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, that's right. So <laughs> let's go back in time a little bit. I don't even know this. How long were you and Oscarito married before having Abraham? Abraham is your son. Well, we have like we had like three years. Um, before having Abraham, three years of marriage, we were not trying to have babies until the three years or yeah, four years. Exactly. <laughs> because of the economic situation. Um, and anyway, the thing is that the fact is that um, the one doctor says that I was pretty sick. Like I have like lupus or mm. something in my blood, something, something in my blood that it was not quite right. And that at that time, I told to my husband that I was not taking medications, and I told him that I want I want to be pregnant. So if my my son doesn't go like it doesn't um like no se daba exactly si no se daba, so I will try to go and to take the medications. Mm-hmm. But in that time, my my pregnancy goes well, mm-hmm. and I have my son. Then I went to do, um, again, the test about that sickness. They told me that I had, and it was, and it turns negative. So I'll decide that I'm okay until now. <laughs> See. But it was pretty strange because we were, we were not planning to have like a baby, but we decided to because of that. See, sí. y cómo era la vida antes? What was life like before you had Abraham? It was boring. <laughs> <laughs> it was extremely boring. I can tell you, it's stressful because I have to work a lot. I have to um, to work in schools a lot. Uh, my husband has to be all the time in his in his work too, studying. And um, it was not like now that's something that I ha- I am responsible for and something that I care. That is my son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> y Abraham, he has so much energy, right? 
So ahora, now you're you're busy. You're nonstop busy, busy. He keeps you no, on your toes. No, no, yeah, exactly. He has a lot of energy. He doesn't walk. He dance doing his. You know, he sí. walks dancing. Sí. <laughs> oh my goodness, that boy. Yeah, that's my son. Oh. <laughs> y cómo fue su experiencia de um, is this right embarazo y parto mm -hmm. your um, birthing experience and your pregnancy what were those experiences like for you I can tell you that my pregnancy is synonymous of throw ups <laughs> all the time I can tell you that I have like eight months of pregnancy and I was throwing up it doesn't stop and um when i get when i when my when my son get born um cuando 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 nació abraham it was the best part of my life i i can tell you when i have him on my arms and i see his face it was a very touching experience yeah because i i don't i don't even know that if i have that that uh, experience or that luck to be a mom mm. That's beautiful. And so diving into a little bit when Oscarito decided to join the military, what was that like for you? I know it it kind of was a decision out of necessity, <laughs> right? It was a decision exactly. out of finances. It was, it, and... This time was the second time that he applied to the military life. To he, this is, it, it was the second time because the first one, was when we were boyfriend and girlfriend mm. and um in that time i told him not to do it because <laughs> i told him that we can do our best in puerto rico we can work in puerto rico and we can never give up so he decided not to join the army that time but when maria the hurricane maria struck the island everything turns like a 360 degree you know, um, everything changed. Uh, and that time, my husband was very upset, disappointed from the island and about his work. And he decided to quit everything and join the army. Yes, that's what happened. It was about the economic situation that he um, that he decided to to do to do it. And so initially, how did you adapt to that as a mom and raising Abraham on your own now, which you had never done? How was that? It, very, it, it was very challenging, especially when we came here new in Alaska. We confront the racist, racism, especially in schools. My, my son doesn't talk at that time English. He doesn't know anything in English. And at that time, his teacher from first, from first year, she like isolated him from the group. And um, he, she, she were not teaching him as well. And um, I was very worried about his education. And I decided to change him or return him to the last school in Alaska that he was. And his teacher, that it was a very good teacher, was teaching him as well. And right now my son is practically bilingual. He sí. can talk English, he understands English, he reads English, and he writes English. 
Sí. Very, very, very well. I was going to say, um, ahora me habla mucho inglés. Para mí, it's yes. like, you know, <laughs> yes. it's amazing. Every, yes, everybody is amazed about the way that he learned the English. But the thing is that I was practicing him at home. He was doing twice work at school and at home. Mm-hmm. And But it was very challenging. I was crying because that experience about his first t-shirt in school. Well, I can tell you that one time um, he asked his teacher to sip up his coat because he doesn't know, he doesn't know oh, how to do it. it. He doesn't have the skills. And she said, no, he <gasps> said, no, do it by yourself. A kid from first year, do you know how, how it feels that your son, first grade, yeah. um, his teacher told told him no, no because he need to to do it by himself something that he doesn't know at the time so i get frustrated i get angry um and then the last the last thing that she uh does for my son was isolating him from the group because he doesn't know how to talk in english and and then that was the last thing i take him out to school and I put it in a new school that I know that he will be good on it. Yeah. What are some of the most challenging parts about being a military mom? Of course, it's the obvious not being near your husband, but... No. One other thing is, like, um, raise your son alone. Um, it is, like, not to be divorced, but it is kind of. It is not easy about the decision that you make to your son. Sometimes um, it's very challenging um, the way that you educate him. Mm. I, I think that this is the the most um, like the most difficult part in this. Yeah. Raise your kids alone. Yeah. And and the thing is that I can tell you, you know that if you join the army, for example, my husband, you will know that. Anything can happen. Right. So you need to prepare your kids. If if there's something that will happen, you need to prepare them because they don't know if, if their dad will came back or not. So this is like the most difficult part of all. Have you had those conversations with him? Sometimes, yes. Um, last December, he was saying that he missed his dad a lot and he was crying. It was last December and I told him, you know what? No matter what happened, I will be with you at your side. Your dad is going to be fine. And if some, if there's something that happened, Abraham, that if your dad doesn't, I mean, si no, lo, si, si no llega, if, mm-hmm. if he don't came back, everything's going to be all right. Don't worry about everything and everything's going to be all right. That's the only thing that I can tell to him. Yeah. But it is nice that I think that you're honest with him and Mm -hmm. that you're not just saying, no, he's coming home. He's coming home. He's coming home. No, I can can tell. (laughs) You don't know when. Exactly. I can tell that to him. He asked me la- like last month when um, his dad will come back. And I told him probably um, this summer, probably what? in June or July. But we are not sure, Abraham, about the COVID-19. 
Right. So, so this we is, we were talking a little bit before we started recording about this. Mm-hmm. So he was originally supposed to come back mm-hmm. a while ago, right? Yes, on May. He was supposed to come back on May. But right now, because of the COVID-19, everything like um, postponed. And we, don't, we are not sure when he came back. They said that probably next uh, July, the 8th of July, he will be at home. But it is not for sure that he next can make it. Next July, like mm-hmm. 2021? No, 2000, 2020. 2020. Oh, like in a few yes. weeks. Yes, a few weeks. But, but you still don't know. Exactly. We were waiting from May. We were waiting from May that he has to be here. And right now, there are some cases of COVID-19 in the area that he is right now. And that we are not sure that he's going to make it on July. So we have to wait. And not only mentioning just that you're raising a child on your own, because many people do that too, where they're single Mm -hmm. moms, but also, no tienes tu familia. You Mm -hmm. don't have your family near you because you had to be transported and moved out of your home. And so not only do you have your home, but you don't have your country, the things that you're used to, that, you know, that's, I think, Mm -hmm. the other part of the military that is really really challenging yes i don't have nobody here nobody nobody and you know this military life is not what i expected in the way that um they're supposed like to be like good people here but it is not like that it is like everything is like a drama in here um some like people that they were like i can tell you like algarete they like to smoke, they like to drink. And it is, it is not like in an environment that I really wanted to be. So the thing is that I ha- I, ha- I really, I don't, I don't have nobody here that I can tell you that I, like, I really trust, maybe one or two, but it is not like I really trust them, you know? And um, I miss my family. I miss my mom, my dad. What can I tell you? Sí, pero Monica, yo creo, I think in the difference is also that I've seen, because for those who are listening who don't know, mm-hmm. my husband is Oscarito's cousin and lives, or not lives, but is originally from Puerto Rico. And in my visits there, Estados Unidos son muy diferente. Mm-hmm. The United States is very different de Puerto Rico. It's mm-hmm. all about making it to the next level, what you've accomplished, what your job is, mm-hmm. who you know, you know, all of these sort of things. And I am like, I'm to blame for it as well, because one of the first questions I ask people is, what do you do? Exactly. You know, in Puerto Rico, Nunca, nunca, never, never do they ask, what do you do? It's always, what do you want to drink? And what do you want to listen to? <laughs> right? Yes. yes, it is true, right? it is true. It's, it's only about just being together and spending time together, drinking delicious drinks, eating delicious food, and there's no judgment. And I think maybe some of what you're experiencing 
in this military world is also part of the United States and just that exactly I think in in this part of the country we're and I can have different priorities which is not good and I can tell you I can tell you I'm like a mommy bear and I protect my family that's why probably I am not like um engaged with other people because of that I really protect my family and um it is not like too bad because I have my work in Alaska I am a tutor. I work with a federal program and I give tutoring for, for students that doesn't know English well, especially the ones that come from um, Latin areas, Puerto Ricans, Mexicans. So I'll try to do my best to teach mm-hmm. them. But the thing is that sometimes I take care of my family and I don't like, and I don't like, I don't want to engage with this environment that I really know that it would be not good for them. Mm. Mm-hmm. But it is not like bad at all. In the army, they have like benefits, they have programs for the family, they help you, but the thing is that you have to look right. for the help because they don't know if you need help, but you need to ask yeah. for it. Well, that's a huge benefit, of course. Mm-hmm. What is some advice that you would give um, otras mamas militares or mamas that are maybe have partners that are thinking of going into the military, what kind of advice would you give them? Patience, communication, and love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really. That's the key for the for for to um that's the key to succeed in this military life. And also um being well informed about everything in the army always ask always always ask for the things because um if you don't ask nobody knows what you need Mm -hmm. so that's my advice they need to ask they need to figure out what what would happen um and always plan have a plan a plan b and plan c for everything yes Mm -hmm. Well, and I think too, you mentioned communication. I mean, everything that you mentioned, I think is important in all families and Mm -hmm. partners, but (laughs) either way, especially, but communication too, like we said with your child, because I think that's something that people might shy away from, but it's probably pretty important. Yes. It's very important because my son, I, I can tell you when my son came from that school, from the first school that he was you know, having these ex- bad experiences on it, he came always crying. Mm. He came always crying and crying. And I was asking why he was crying. He, and he sometimes he doesn't want to tell me why. But the thing is that one time when I saw him with the zipper, um, like um, com- clog on, mm, on his neck and, mm-hmm. and open, it was open and negative 20 degree. I was like, what happened to you? Why do you have your your coat open? Oh, so it was negative? closed at the top, but open on the bottom. Yes, open oh. in the bottom, and he was crying because he asked his teacher to close it, and she said no. Mm. You understand? So the thing is that the communication with the with the kids is very very important about what they are experiences in yes. school, right? Especially in school. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and in a way, you've been kind of lucky so far because you've only gone to Alaska from Puerto Rico. But there are some people who have gone 
all over, you know, the military exactly. rats, like they call them, and they're all and, over. And some, some people say that Alaska is good, but it is, this is not like the army. Mm. You know, there are some other bases that are pretty kind and more comfortable than this, than this one. Mm. But we have to wait until those years pass and we um, move on from Alaska to another base to look what is the the armies in in self. What have been in some other I'm throwing this question at you so you can take okay. some time if you want. <laughs> what have been some other questions that Abram has asked about either the military or Oscarito? Well he he asked me a lot about what his dad do um he what he he ha he has to go to the army. He always asked me why doesn't why that can come back and we can go back to Puerto Rico. The first time he said why we are here. There's some question that I can answer to him. Yeah. And now um, I can I can tell you I, I just look at him and smile. And I said, don't worry, everything's going to be all right. Don't yeah. worry. This is your dad job. That's it. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I think that boy totally idolizes Oscarito, I think. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the last time that we saw him, he was doing push-ups and showing us his <laughs> muscles and crunches like crazy. And, you know, he's so active. And I think a lot of that mm -hmm. is you know, admired in mm -hmm. what he, what he sees as his dad. So I'm sure. Yes, he loves, he loves his dad. And all the time he said to his dad that he will bring, he will win a race with him. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'll be, I'll be you. Right. Oh my goodness. Yes. Mm -hmm. What is something that you want to tell Abraham now for when he is 18? I know it's a while from now, but what's something that you want him to know? I I want to tell him that adult life is difficult and probably you will have experiences. Some of them will be good or others not. But the most important thing is um, to never give up and seek for your dreams. Never stop dreaming. That's something that I want to tell to my son when he grew up <laughs> that's beautiful yeah, I'm so <laughs> grateful that you were able to share I know that it's not easy and it's not easy to also just not know what the future holds I mean a lot of us don't know what the future holds with COVID-19 pandemic and everything exactly. experiencing but you live with that on a daily basis of just not knowing and that's scary but you're yeah I can tell you I'm alone here. I was very worried that if Abraham can get sick or me, if I can get sick, I don't know what would happen to my son. But I know that um, I am not alone here. I know that the army can um, can look for my son if I get sick mm -hmm. and vice versa. And the your thing family is that exactly, and my family will be, you know, making, van a hacer todo lo posible porque mi hijo no le falte nada. 
you know yeah. if something happened to me they will do anything in their hands that my soul will not be um alone no and without okay. resources i know that but but the thing is that um it's difficult I was thinking about that one time I get sick on Feb this February, this last February I get sick with bronchi with bronchitis. Bronchitis, yeah. <laughs> and um, they said that probably would be pneumonia. And I was talking about the COVID-19. I was I was so estaba <laughs> embarrada. I was so scared. <laughs> and um, they said that they would have an x-ray of my chest una placa de mi pecho uh -huh. and they noticed that my lungs were clear so I don't have pneumonia oh, so thanks God that, that was that, February, that I was okay mm -hmm. but I was thinking that if if something happens to me what would happen to my son so the thing is that I don't trust like everybody here but I have like two or three people that I really trust on them And if something happens, they will care. They they will take care of my son until my family can do the things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I pray for Oscarito and for you guys all the time, and I hope that he gets to come home in a few weeks. And who knows if he'll have to go out again for for a number of time. But I think at least you're probably over the hardest hurdle and the biggest chunk of time. So mm -hmm. thank goodness for that. Yeah. Yeah. I hope he came back soon. That's that's the only thing that I, I'm praying. Que él vuelva otra vez para atrás. O sea, esta vida militar, this military life is challenging. Sí, it's not difícil. bad. Yeah, no, it's not bad, but sí. it is challenging. So we have to live with that and try to do our best. What can I tell you? <laughs> and be grateful for for them doing it and for you got you as families you know giving up your your husbands and your fathers to to mm -hmm. allow our country to be you know safe it's not an easy thing but we're really grateful for all of you guys so that's, thank you so that's much Monica right. for sharing <laughs> thank you you to call me and have your time with this interview and my English looks like a Russian but I no. try my best <laughs> For those listening, people are saying that in Alaska that her English sounds like Russian, and I don't think so at all. No. Tu inglés está perfecto. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Love girl. Beautiful. Oh my goodness. That is so funny. The Pumping Podcast is a podcast for moms and by moms, and I am your host. I'm not yet a mama. I'm a mama in training. If you're enjoying what you hear, please take a minute on iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review so more mamas out there can find us and listen along while they're pumping or breastfeeding. If you'd like to be a guest and share your story, email me at thepumpingpodcast at gmail.com. You can also email me if you have any questions for any of my guests, and I will reach out, get those answers, and relay them to you in a follow-up episode. A big thank you to my friends Ashley and Kelly for the use of their baby's laughter, and my dear friend Erin Adams for writing my gorgeous theme song. You can follow along on Instagram at The Pumping Podcast, and go ahead and share the podcast with a mama you know. Until next time, keep on pumping. <laughs>